Section seven of Utopia by Sir Thomas More, translated by Rafe Robinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Of the Magistrates Every thirty families or farms choose them yearly an officer, which in their old language is called the Siphagrant, and by a newer name the Phylarch every ten siphagrants with all their thirty families be under an officer which was once called the tranibor now the chief phylarch moreover as concerning the election of the prince all the siphagrants which be in number two hundred first be sworn to choose him whom they think most meet and expedient then by a secret election they name prince one of those four whom the people before named unto them for out of the four quarters of the city there be four chosen out of every quarter one to stand for the election which be put up to the council the prince's office continueth all his lifetime unless he be deposed or put down for suspicion of tyranny they choose the tranibors yearly but lightly they change them not all the other officers be but for one year the tranibors every third day and sometimes if need be oftener come into the council-house with the prince their council is concerning the commonwealth if there be any controversies among the commoners which be very few they dispatch and end them by and by they take ever two siphagrants to them in council and every day a new couple and it is provided that nothing touching the commonwealth shall be confirmed and ratified unless it have been reasoned of and debated three days in the council before it be decreed it is death to have any consultation for the commonwealth out of the council or the place of the common election this statute they say was made to the intent that the prince and tranibors might not easily conspire together to oppress the people by tyranny and to change the state of the wheel public therefore matters of great weight and importance be brought to the election-house of the siphagrants which open the matter to their families and afterward when they have consulted among themselves they show their device to the council sometime the matter is brought before the council of the whole island furthermore this custom also the council useth to dispute or reason of no matter the same day that it is first proposed or put forth but to defer it to the next sitting of the council because that no man when he hath rashly there spoken that cometh to his tongue's end shall then afterward rather study for reasons wherewith to defend and maintain his first foolish sentence than for the commodity of the commonwealth as one rather willing the harm or hindrance of the wheel public than any loss or diminution of his own existimation and as one that would be ashamed which is a very foolish shame to be counted anything at the first overseen in the matter who at the first ought to have spoken rather wisely than hastily or rashly of sciences crafts and occupations husbandry is a science common to them all in general both men and women wherein they be all expert and cunning in this they be all instructed even from their youth partly in their schools with traditions and precepts and partly in the country nigh the city brought up as it were in playing not only beholding the use of it 
but by occasion of exercising their bodies practising it also besides husbandry which as i said is common to them all every one of them learneth one or other several and particular science as his own proper craft that is most commonly either cloth-working in wool or flax or masonry or the smith's craft or the carpenter's science for there is none other occupation that any number to speak of doth use there for their garments which throughout all the island be of one fashion saving that there is a difference between the man's garment and the woman's between the married and the unmarried and this one continueth for evermore unchanged seemly and comely to the eye no let to the moving and welding of the body also fit both for winter and summer as for these garments i say every family maketh their own but of the other foresaid crafts every man learneth one and not only the men but also the women but the women as the weaker sort be put to the easier crafts as to work wool and flax the more laboursome sciences be committed to the men for the most part every man is brought up in his father's craft for most commonly they be naturally thereto bent and inclined but if a man's mind stand to any other he is by adoption put into a family of that occupation which he doth most fantasy whom not only his father but also the magistrates do diligently look to that he be put to a discreet and an honest householder yea and if any person when he hath learned one craft be desirous to learn also another he is likewise suffered and permitted when he hath learnt both he occupieth whether he will unless the city hath more need of the one than of the other the chief and almost the only office of the syphagrants is to see and take heed that no man sit idle but that every one applies his own craft with earnest diligence and yet for all that not to be wearied from early in the morning to late in the evening with continual work like labouring and toiling beasts for this is worse than the miserable and wretched condition of bondmen which nevertheless is almost everywhere the life of workmen and artificers saving in utopia for they dividing the day and the night into twenty-four just hours appoint and assign only six of those hours to work before noon upon the which they go straight to dinner and after dinner when they have rested two hours then they work three hours and upon that they go to supper about eight of the clock in the evening counting one of the clock at the first hour after noon they go to bed eight hours they give to sleep all the void time that is between the hours of work sleep and meat that they be suffered to bestow every man as he liketh best himself not to the intent that they should misspend this time in riot or slothfulness but being then licensed from the labour of their own occupations to bestow the time well and thriftily upon some other science as shall please them for it is a solemn custom there to have lectures daily early in the morning where to be present they only be constrained that be namely chosen and appointed to learning howbeit a great multitude of every sort of people both men and women go to hear lectures some one and some another 
as every man's nature is inclined yet this notwithstanding if any man had rather bestow this time upon his own occupation as it chances in many whose minds rise not in the contemplation of any science liberal he is not letted nor prohibited but is also praised and commended as profitable to the commonwealth after supper they bestow one hour in play in summer in their gardens in winter in their common halls where they dine and sup there they exercise themselves in music or else in honest and wholesome communication dice play and such other foolish and pernicious games they know not but they use two games not much unlike the chess the one is the battle of numbers wherein one number stealeth away another the other is wherein vices fight with virtues as it were in battle array or a set field in the which game is very properly showed both the strife and discord that vices have among themselves and again their unity and concord against virtues and also what vices be repugnant to what virtues with what power and strength they assail them openly by what wiles and subtlety they assault them secretly with what help and aid the virtues resist and overcome the puissance of the vices by what craft they frustrate their purposes and finally by what slight or means the one getteth the victory but here lest you be deceived one thing you must look more narrowly upon for seeing they bestow but six hours in work perchance you may think that the lack of some necessary things hereof may ensue but this is nothing so for that small time is not only enough but also too much for the store and abundance of all things that be requisite either for the necessity or commodity of life the which thing you also shall perceive if you weigh and consider with yourselves how great a part of the people in other countries liveth idle first almost all women which be the half of the whole number or else if the women be somewhere occupied there most commonly in their stead the men be idle besides this how great and how idle a company is there of priests and religious men as they call them put thereto all rich men specially all landed men which commonly be called gentlemen and noblemen take into this number also their servants i mean all that flock of stout bragging rush-bucklers join to them also sturdy and valiant beggars cloaking their idle life under the colour of some disease or sickness and truly you shall find them much fewer than you thought by whose labour all these things are wrought that in men's affairs are now daily used and frequented now consider with yourself of these few that do work how few be occupied in necessary works for where money beareth all the swinge there many vain and superfluous occupations must needs be used to serve only for riotous superfluity and unhonest pleasure for the same multitude that now is occupied in work if they were divided into so few occupations as the necessary use of nature requireth in so great plenty of things as then of necessity would ensue doubtless the prices would be too little for the artificers to maintain their livings 
but if all these that be now busied about unprofitable occupations with all the whole flock of them that live idly and slothfully which consume and waste every one of them more of these things that come by other men's labour than two of the workmen themselves do if all these i say were set to profitable occupations you easily perceive how little time would be enough yea and too much to store us with all things that may be requisite either for necessity or for commodity yea or for pleasure so that the same pleasure be true and natural and this in utopia the thing itself maketh manifest and plain for there in all the city with the whole country or shire adjoining to it scarcely five hundred persons of all the whole number of men and women that be neither too old nor too weak to work be licensed and discharged from labour among them be the syphagrants who though they be by the laws exempt and privileged from labour yet they exempt not themselves to the intent they may the rather by their example provoke other to work the same vocation from labour do they also enjoy to whom the people persuaded by the commendation of the priests and secret election of the syphagrants have given a perpetual licence from labour to learning but if any one of them prove not according to the expectation and hope of him conceived he is forthwith plucked back to the company of artificers and contrariwise often it chanceth that a handicraftsman doth so earnestly bestow his vacant and spare hours in learning and through diligence so profiteth therein that he is taken from his handy occupation and promoted to the company of the learned out of this order of the learned be chosen ambassadors priests tranibors and finally the prince himself whom they in their old tongue called barzanis and by a newer name adamus the residue of the people being neither idle nor yet occupied about unprofitable exercises it may be easily judged in how few hours how much good work by them may be done and dispatched towards those things that i have spoken of this commodity they have also above other that in the most part of necessary occupations they need not so much work as other nations do for first of all the building or repairing of houses asketh everywhere so many men's continual labour because that the unthrifty heir suffereth the houses that his father builded in continuance of time to fall in decay so that which he might have upholden with little cost his successor is constrained to build it again anew to his great charge yea many times also the house that stood one man in much money another is of so nice and so delicate a mind that he setteth nothing by it and it being neglected and therefore shortly falling into ruin he buildeth up another in another place with no less cost and charge but among the utopians where all things be set in a good order and the commonwealth in a good stay it very seldom chanceth that they choose a new plot to build an house upon and they do not only find speedy and quick remedies for present faults but also prevent them that be like to fall and by this means their houses continue and last very long with little labour and small reparations 
insomuch that this kind of workmen sometimes have almost nothing to do but that they be commanded to hew timber at home and to square and trim up stones to the intent that if any work chance it may the speedilier rise now sir in their apparel mark i pray you how few workmen they need first of all whilst they be at work they be covered homely with leather or skins that will last seven years when they go further abroad they cast upon them a cloak which hideth the other homely apparel these cloaks throughout the whole island be all of one colour and that is the natural colour of the wool they therefore do not only spend much less woollen cloth than is spent in other countries but also the same standeth them in much less cost but linen cloth is made with less labour and is therefore had more in use but in linen cloth only whiteness in woollen only cleanliness is regarded as for the smallness or fineness of the thread that is no thing passed for and this is the cause wherefore in other places four or five cloth gowns of divers colours and as many silk coats be not enough for one man yea and if he be of the delicate and nice sort ten be too few whereas there one garment will serve a man most commonly two years for why should he desire more seeing if he had them he should not be the better happed or covered from cold neither in his apparel any whit the comelier wherefore seeing they be all exercised in profitable occupations and that few artificers in the same crafts be sufficient this is the cause that plenty of all things being among them they do sometimes bring forth an innumerable company of people to amend the highways if any be broken many times also when they have no such work to be occupied about an open proclamation is made that they shall bestow fewer hours in work for the magistrates do not exercise their citizens against their wills in unneedful labours for why in the institution of that wheel public this end is only and chiefly pretended and minded that what time may possibly be spared from the necessary occupations and affairs of the commonwealth all that the citizens should withdraw from the bodily service to the free liberty of the mind and garnishing of the same for herein they suppose the felicity of this life to consist End of section seven.